Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's, that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. ProWrestlingChief.com Welcome everybody to another episode of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. I am one of your hosts, John Roca. Joined as always every week by Pro Wrestling Sheet founder, all-around wrestling uh, god, knowledge god. <laughs> oh no, no, and he was at. I mean, you were sitting for days in LA. Where were you at the watching wrestling? Bola, hours, of wrestling hours of wrestling. Hours of wrestling. Yeah, but I so. think it's like the worst weekend to call me a knowledge god because <laughs> I don't. You probably didn't see because you're not involved too much with the drama on wrestling Twitter. But I'm not. I try to stay out of it. It's yeah. a lot of drama. I'm taking my headphones off for a second. It's fucking hot. Oh yeah, let it oh, let it sink I in. Like air off for a second. I was like, <laughs> I went to get coffee, and now like running around before we started. But no, I uh, you'll you'll crack up over this. I yeah, I went to that battle Los Angeles. Uh, for those of you who don't know, PWG it's a company out here, indie company, and they they run an event every year called Battle Los Angeles. It's right. basically like a who's who of indie wrestlers, and they're battling it out in a all weekend long tournament to see who the top indie guy, indie wrestler yeah. is at the time. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. That's largely what it, it, when you win, that's kind of what you're considered one of the top indie talents. Uh, so I went there, and I'm not super familiar with Lucha Libre. I, I'm, uh, you know, Mexican and Puerto Rican, but right. I, you know, it's not like I sit and I watch CMLL. Even though I think we have AAA and CML available on TV yeah, out we here, do. but it's always like just listed mm-hmm. as just wrestling. Yeah. So 
it's always like I I, I don't want to DVR a ten hour block of CML regardless. Uh, I have so much wrestling to watch to do these recaps to yeah. uh, just to cover in to general run the site. Comes, to run yeah. the site. Yeah. Um, I don't get to watch every single wrestling yeah. company. So uh, over the weekend, uh, I saw a wrestler named Puma King for the first time. Nice. Uh, Lucha Libre wrestler right. who his gimmick is he's basically like a cat yeah. and he he crawls around on the ropes and he does it, it's he's so entertaining he mm-hmm. by far one of the people who stole the show this weekend him wow. and this guy named Marco Stunt the one from All In yeah. I think two who without question stole the show this weekend at Battle of Los Angeles uh, but the reason I'm talking about this and I, I say it's a bad time to talk about my wrestling knowledge is because I tweeted saying, you know, I have a new favorite wrestler, and his name is Puma King. Yeah. By the way, he's also a cat. Some of that. I said some really nice things. Yeah. And there were, like, really, like, hardcore, smarky types who got mad that I didn't know who Puma King was. And they're right. like, how do you run a wrestling website and not know who this Mitt Carter right. is right. from CMLL? And I'm yeah. like, because I cover WWE. It would be like... It would yeah. be like someone getting mad at you guys at Collider with the you know and yeah, all the, the movie, movie talk and stuff for not knowing who a Mexican actor right. Some is. Independent film, right, right, right. Exactly. Film. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I was like so confused by it, and then it became a whole thing on Twitter this weekend where where Ian Riccaboni from from Ring of Honor, who's the announcer, he yeah. was tweeting about it. People like actual personalities in the wrestling industry are tweeting about like how it's okay to not know every yeah. single wrestler and blah blah. And I was shocked that it became a talking point this weekend yeah. that I didn't know. One wrestler in the tournament. Well, I didn't know two, but I'm not going to say who the other one is. <laughs> Let me put a positive spin on this. That means there's so much wrestling going on right now. There's so much successful uh, promotions that are functioning now that it is hard to keep track of everybody. Absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong with discovering something new. I mean, this is akin to like an album. You're like, and we're talking, someone someone finds it and says, oh, this is my new favorite. I was like, oh, you... you you listen to that just now? Just I've now? To that t- yeah. years. They're yeah. my favorite band. I knew Red Hot Chili Pepper before Crazy Sex Magic. Years <laughs> or whatever with that. You know, they were great. I used to see them live in L.A. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I get it why fans take ownership of that, but they should fucking relax, for God's <laughs> sakes, because there's so many wrestlers to watch and there's nothing. And you know what? And people who comment on it should have been th- thinking out a little more that now you're going to be more in tune with covering this kind of stuff because Puma King laid the, laid the hook in you, and that's a positive. Absolutely. Bola, for years, and it bothered me, this is what bothered me the most yeah. about it, is, you know, I, I paid money out of my own pockets to go for fun. I'm not there. Yeah. Mark, who runs Color, he didn't even know that there was wrestling outside of WWE until right. I told him about it. Like, <laughs> he, he cares about me covering WWE. Exactly. He wants me to cover what's on television. You right. know, this is, this is a television place, right. you know? So... I go to Bola for fun. Yes, I live tweet when I'm there because when I started going there, I liked that people, you know, I noticed people wanted to know what was happening because the DVDs don't come out for a few months. Right. So I try my best to to spread spread the information of what's going on because when I'm not at an indie show and I need to cover it, I look for the people that I can trust who are putting out accurate information that I can put on my website, right? Exactly. So I, you know... I don't go and uh, you know research every single wrestler beforehand because I'm not writing about yeah, it. Yeah. I'm just going for fun, and I like being exposed to new talent. And when someone like Puma King catches my eye, then I talk about them more. Yeah. Then I champion them more. I push for them. I talk about how great they're going to be. Like Bandito, who won the tournament this week. Or sorry, yeah. who didn't win the tournament. He was second place, but was the star of the tournament this weekend. I was like, I came in here at work on Monday just raving about yeah. him to, to Roca. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'm sorry to those of you who were mad about it. Uh, and I'm sorry to those of you who have... Absolutely no idea what I'm talking about because you only came here for raw discussion, but I had to get that out. I couldn't wait to wrestling sheet radio on Friday. <laughs> no problem. And man. I was actually gonna wait till Friday, but then Roka called me an information god and I was like, Well, not today. I'm trying to give compliments here. That's how I do. That's how I host shows. I like to pump people up. And like, I just I just knew that people were like, Really? He just breezed by information god after everything that happened this weekend? Like <laughs> Well, people we do know about, Roman Reigns and, uh, Bra- and uh, Braun Strowman started off raw here. Reigns came out first, of course. Man, he's still getting the boost. It's so interesting. It never ends. Nope. And it'll probably never end, no Even matter what he shield. does. You know what's interesting? Because there was that time where they put him with the shield yeah. and he was getting cheered again. Yeah. But I think that has, has yeah. subsided. The honeymoon it's, was quick. The honeymoon yeah. was very quick. He needs a Tommy Dreamer match where the fans finally get back in his corner fully 100% like he had it in ECW when he was starting out. So, But Reigns comes out, does his thing, does the promotion, talks about those kind of jazz. He calls out Lesnar and then Strowman comes. Strowman comes out, says, he, you know, I want to kick your butt and all those kind of things. And he should get his hands on Lesnar first. Blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, and then Baron Corbin comes out and says, like, oh, no, this is not going to happen. You know, you're not going to – you guys are going to fight. Here's the deal. I, I wasn't happy with how things ended either at the end of the pay- at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And if you don't know what happened to Hell in a Cell, go look it up. That's what happened. Lesnar well, since came we out. didn't do a, a yeah, review, sure, sure. Uh, Les- what did you think of the ending of Hell in a Cell? I, I liked that Lesnar came out. I didn't like that it ended no contest. I feel like that's the general consensus. He, sh- he should have taken that cage door and beat the shit out of everybody. Yeah, that's I, what I think he should have done. And it, I, honestly, I don't think it would have angered as many people if all of that happened and Roman crawled yes, over yeah, right, and exactly. put his arm over Braun and it right. ended that way. Right. But like everyone was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. The the no contest ending was very frustrating, especially when you see a DQ in a regular match for like a cha- whatever. Yeah. Like they're they're they're. It was dumb. It yeah. was dumb to do I a agree. no contest ending. I agree. Yeah, and the argument might be, oh, well, if he chose one over another, then that sends up a, a linear feud between that person. But no, I think you could have still done what you did in the end, which was announce, which was Corbin does, is announce that there's going to be a triple threat match between Lesnar, Roman, and uh, 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 Brock Strowman at their crown jewel event coming up here in Saudi Arabia on November 2nd. So soon. Um, right after Evolution. Right after Evolution. You know, and we have Just we, smacking you in the face with it. If you want to hear our thoughts about that, and you hear our thoughts, I suppose, here now, but like if you want to hear our more in-depth thoughts on it, we did a news piece. Ryan Satin and I did a news piece about this announcement and what it means. So um Yeah, and if you're listening to the audio feed, it's youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. It's like mm-hmm. a ten minute video that we put up uh where we both talk about how it makes it's a bad look for the company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going back to Saudi Arabia. After everything surrounding the last event, it's just a bad, bad look. Yeah, exactly. Well, Heyman comes out with that Hell in a Cell door that we just talked about. Which I I loved that. That was great. Because I will say, the best part of that ending of Hell in a Cell was Braun kicking kicking the door in. Oh, yeah, Braun. And then... Politely placing it down and walking up the ramp, making a ramp out of it for himself. Like you, you didn't need to do that. No, like, no. It, it, but it looked so cool. It was yeah. a great visual. So I love that they're. It almost makes me think that that's why they made the cage red because oh, they were yeah. they were knew they were going to maybe continue on with this door thing. Yeah, yeah, and you see the dent in the door as it came out. Uh, Heyman does all his stuff, and uh, then they talk. So they they do this that uh, Reigns will defend his title then later against Constable Corbin, which was so. Oh, anyway, I'm sorry. No, Ryan, go I'm, ahead. I'm with you. No, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I don't. Okay, I'm cool if you're gonna put uh, Angle on the sideline, but stop having Corbin put himself in these ridiculous matches. I'm you're with still you. trying to put Corbin over, yeah. as a wrestler, and nobody gives a shit not about one Baron shit. Corbin. And I look at look at I. It's not. I don't think Baron Corbin's a bad wrestler. That's not that. I don't think that he's at the level that they're pushing him at yeah. right now at all. You know, and he's a lower mid card wrestler, in my opinion. And what's bothersome for me is that, well, you know, I. I it's my sim- opinion. No, 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 totally. But what what I was gonna say is that you know, similar to in our conversation where we were talking about the greatest, uh, oh sorry, the Crown Jewel, greatest Royal Rumble, we were talking about the two events. Yeah. Um. You know, I just. I just feel like they're – oh, shit. What was the, the point I was going to make there? Regard, I, I remember the point I was making the parallel between the two. But mm-hmm. it, I, I I don't like that Baron Corbin is being – that's what it was. I, I remember my parallel I was going to make now is, <laughs> is that when I was watching – with the Greatest Royal Rumble and Crown Jewel, I reserved yeah. judgment until after the Crown Jewel – until after the Greatest Royal Rumble – Till after Greatest Royal Rumble was over, yeah. And now that Crown Jewel is happening, I have an opinion on it. I don't think it's that. I, I don't think it's something they should continue doing, right. even though they're making tons of money off of it. Um, I I have been reserving judgment on Constable Baron Corbin. I liked the idea. I liked the concept yeah. initially. The second they made it so he could book himself into matches. I started to dislike it. Yeah. Um, I really started to dislike it when during said matches he could just break the rules, restart the match, and make it do you. I hate that. Yeah. Because. He could literally. Why? Why wouldn't you be champion if you could just keep doing yeah. that? Like, why wouldn't you be champion? Yeah. It's stupid that you're not. But I just think in, at the end, it's not. It's not compelling television. Mm-hmm. Like to watch someone continually do that, you're like, it's not even like you. You want to see him get his comeuppance. Yeah. You're just like, well, this is just spitting in the face of the the logic that I have built for myself while watching this program. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I really, I, I have. I'm, I'm I'm really unhappy with Baron Corbin wrestling as GM. I think it's a, a terrible thing, a terrible yeah. decision. Yeah, I, I, I did like the promo back and forth. I don't, but I will say the one thing that kind of bothered me was was Strowman still leaning into. He was getting cheers, so him leaning into saying, you know, Reigns, you suck, Corbin, you suck, and everybody in this arena sucks. I thought it was unnecessary. Like. You don't have to make him go full heel. Like people are okay he with. He said he could kill Baron Corbin yeah, later that's what the he show. Said, yeah, he, I was like, you <laughs> never hear that on WWE yeah. TV where they say like, "I'm gonna kill you." Yeah, that they they stray away from that all the time. Now I was shocked to hear him say that. Yeah. you know, especially because they're always like, "Oh, it's for kids and stuff." He's like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I was like, 
whoa, that's wild. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. They're leaning to it. I mean, you don't need to. I mean, the thing is, they're going to make him a heel. It seems like yeah. it, they're, they're not. They're going full force with it here. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they're 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 pulling a Becky Lynch at all, where they're going to like maybe adjust. Yeah. You know, this seems like they're going full force on Braun being the heel and the Shield are the faces yeah. of the show. And honestly, it's. It's the biggest disconnect of when you're watching. Raw. I think mm-hmm. it's why it's one of the reasons why right now each week for the past few weeks I've been coming here and I've been so down on Raw. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the return of the Shield, and I said it when they came back that I didn't think it was going to be good for yeah, everyone, yeah. and I don't think it has been. I think it has been bad for television watching. Mm-hmm. I think it's been storyline wise that are convoluted and don't quite make sense. Yeah. Even with even with Hell in a Cell, to me it felt like they booked themselves into a corner and yeah. didn't know how to get out of it. And this was what we got. Yeah. You know, why, like, why were Dolph and Seth Rollins on the cage? Yeah. Why? No, and it was such a stupid spot because they kept looking down. And they they totally gave a tell the whole time. I like when they showed up. I like when they climbed on top of the cage. I thought that was nice and different and interesting. And it gave the and gave Lesnar, I mean, it gave uh, uh, Reigns and uh, uh, Strom a little bit of a rest. A breathe. Those are two big guys fighting a hell in a cell. 30-minute match is going to take a lot of wind out of those two dudes. So having them take a little bit of a break while those guys are all fighting on top of the cage was great. It was when they started climbing down and that spot on the table, I, that gave me nothing. Yeah. Because they both kept looking down. It was so. It, it like, was the most telegraphed yeah. that spot has ever been. If guys in ECW were able to throw themselves off all, without looking and without do it like for God's sake you're supposed to be the CrossFit king do it <laughs> Ziggler you're the whole show do it don't telegraph it I, don't I, pull a Cena I feel like this is one of the rare cage spots where most people didn't like it yeah you know like I got I'm sorry dad I uh he, my dad called me last <laughs> night and I didn't answer because I was in the middle of eating dinner uh, I j- literally had just finished cooking dinner yeah but he left me the angriest voicemail just about this one spot. Wait, I think, I wonder if you can hear it. Like, sure, play it, man. Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler should be suspended for the worst Hell in a Cell fall ever. That was so freaking ridiculous. That was the end there. During the Roman Reigns match. That's, the whole thing was just horribly rehearsed, horribly done. They didn't want to jump. You could tell they didn't want to actually do it. And... And uh, Roman Reigns could have done his taxes in the ring. They were in there for a long way. Anyway, okay. I just wanted to vent. I was ridiculous. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's, I, I was like, I just finished cooking, and I was like, oh. and then I saw a voice. I was like, a voice? I hope okay. And I listened to it, and I cracked. I was like, wow. My dad was so fired up about that main event. A day, later, yeah, a day later, mind you, that he had to call me and vent on his phone. But I just had to vent. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> Dad, I'll call you when I drive home. Sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. you got to, you got to get it off his chest. Uh, all right, Dean Ambrose took on Drew McIntyre after this. Uh, so we had set up. Sorry, we had set up Corbin and Reigns later, for later on yep. in the night. Okay, Ambrose took, uh, now took on Drew McIntyre. Ambrose gets bigger by the week. It's a little unsettling. Like, it, <laughs> it looks a little weird on his frame because his head doesn't seem to get be getting bigger, but everything else is. So it's almost <laughs> like his neck and his shoulders are going to swell swallow his head at some point. Well, did you, by any chance, uh, just because I, uh, I've been so busy, did you see the story? I think it was at the end of the week last week when I put it up, but did no. you see uh, the story I put up about Dean Ambrose saying that during his recovery that he almost died? What? No. Dude, Why? it was crazy. So basically, um, I don't want to get it wrong, uh, okay. but basically he said, I'm going to pull up the story, but basically said that while he was rehabbing, uh, he had uh, an imp- that's what it was, a staph infection. That, oh, but while shit. he was rehabbing, okay, so he got the first surgery, and he said that they found a little bit of an infection, but they got it out. And yeah, so yeah, he went yeah. home, he was doing his thing, and he said that, um, you know, he start, he just, like, something just didn't feel right to him. Like, okay. he could tell something was wrong. So he flew back out there on his own just to get checked oh, out and got a, got a checkup and said that uh, they were like, no, 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 like, this is bad. You have a staph infection. You need to go in for another surgery. Right now, holy shit! And he said that this was like a few months or a few weeks after the first surgery. So this, like, he had finally like started to get the mm-hmm. stitches out and like get the bandage off. And he was like, kind of like that, and that's when he noticed it was weird. So he went back. So he had to basically start from square one again, which is why it took so long for him to come back. Yeah. But he said that in his time away, there, when, when that happened, that he was in the hospital and nearly died. He Damn. was like, I was like hooked up to machines for a few weeks. I was pooping, throwing up the whole time. Damn. Like, it was a whole thing. And then he talked about, you know, prior to mm-hmm. 
his injury, you know, he was tired. Like, yeah. he had been on the road for so long that he had been beaten up, that he was just, like, his arm was just mm-hmm. really hurting, that that all, all that combined made him just, like, not work out as much anymore. Yeah. So then he was like, now I had a mission. Like, I had to come back. And so in the interview, he talks about, like, all the working out he was mm-hmm. doing and how, like, it's just, like, him just now being able to actually work out. Yeah. You know? Now he's excited. Yeah, now he's, like, he's pumped to work out. Work. Like, yeah. yeah, he's doing the extra workout part of things. <laughs> I'm sure Rollins has something to do with that, too. Yeah, come, come, sure. come to the CrossFit with mm-hmm. me. Anyway, this was a good match. I thought it was a good back and forth between yeah. these guys. Good TV match, at least. Yes. Uh, and then McIntyre. I was really surprised it was an actual winner in this that was not controversial. McIntyre got him straight up pinfall, and that was shocking to me, especially because Ambrose is the one coming back. But you're building up the Scottish Claymore. You're building up that guy. So you got to give McIntyre a rub here. And uh, but I thought it was a good match overall. And I don't think uh, I don't think Ambrose actually lost anything by losing here. So this was a good good thing. I mean, I am surprised that he are, they already have him kind of losing clean mm. so quickly after yeah. his return. But at the same time, like as much as I like Dean Ambrose, <laughs> if you put Drew McIntyre and Dean Ambrose side by side, yeah. And you're like, which one of these guys are you going to push? I feel like right now you have to pick Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre is so hungry. And I know Dean Ambrose is, too, yeah, from yeah. just coming back. But Dean's already been there. But Dean's, yeah, I guess he's so, yeah. He's been champion. He's been a tag team champion. Drew McIntyre has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. He wants that that success that he that he should have had the last time he was there. And right. so, um, yeah, Drew McIntyre's wrestling like he wants like he wants to be a champion yeah. again. Um, as much as I think Dean Ambrose is as, is is invigorated since returning, um, I don't think that he's necessarily wrestling like Drew McIntyre is right now. So yeah. I guess it's not that bad to, to mm-hmm. out of all people to have Dean Ambrose lose to so soon after returning, this is definitely not the worst. That's fair. You That's know? Fair. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 it was a good match. Yeah. A really good match. Yeah. Uh, especially considering like, you know, there was pay-per-view and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's like, you gotta come back strong. So it was, it was a good one to start off with, for yeah. sure. Because I like that tag team match at the pay-per-view. I enjoyed a lot of spots, a lot of movement and story within the ring. I did enjoy it, actually, and the way it ended. It made sense to me. Yeah, I, I like the ending, too. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, a guy that's also trying to push here, Chad Gable, he uh, came out with Bobby Roode. They did their weird uh, 1990s intro thing, laid promo in the middle of their match type thing that was, uh, I guess it's good. You posted a really funny tweet saying, like, you know, what's in those brownies? And <laughs> they had the funniest true. look on their face. They're they like, did. They were always like, this is the best. And so uh, they took on oh, – Chad Gable took on, took on Victor from the Ascension. Uh, Chad Gable got the victory. Here was a little bit of a tighter match than I thought it was going to be. And so it worked out in Chad Gable's favor. But then What's-His-Face came out and uh, Connor came out right and uh, kind of you know attacked them both and, and what have you. So I don't know why we're doing this. I don't know what's happening. Are we going to build the Ascension back up off these guys? So that was my question to you too. Yeah. Did it appear – and I, I needed someone else's opinion here – did it look to you like Connor was maybe going to get his own singles push? Yeah, it looked like they were breaking up a little it bit. It did kind of, right? right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't sure if that was just me because normally when you see the post-match beatdown, it would be like the tag team doing it. Yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. really just Connor just coming Connor. in pissed off. It was mad. Yeah, who was like mad and beat them up. And to be honest with you, look, I think Victor has been entertaining. Sure. But I, there are times when it does feel like a certain member of a tag team is dragging someone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know. If I had to choose one of those two guys, it's going to be the one who's not the giant bald spot on the back of his head. You know, and I'm not trying to diss on bald dudes, but in terms of, like, what's going to look tough, the guy with the mohawk is going to look a little better on toys than the guy with the, (laughs) the, you know, the circle thing right here in the back. So, um, and and also, Connor is buff. Like, Connor's a big, big dude. And he showed it in that beatdown. Yes, and he's got, like I said, I've said in the past, you know, yeah. when we talk about the Fashion Files and Southpaw Regional Wrestling, like we've seen that he does have charisma yeah. too. I'm super on board with a Connor push. Right. Like, I, you know, I, they could use more big dudes or yeah. big singles dudes, and I don't know if, if we've said, the Ascension has run its course. Right. We said it like there's literally they they, they serve no purpose right now. Exactly. There's, they, they have been so watered down on the main roster mm-hmm. that there's they're, they are not a threat. They're yeah. not a force to be reckoned with. So yeah. I do think that's the only way to really help one of them is to give at least one of them a push yeah. before you know they completely give up on them. Um, and he looks scary. Con- the, the mouth thing. Yeah, yeah. Was, I like all that with the you know the paint on his mouth. Yeah. And, um, I, yeah, I, I was into it. I, I do worry that it wasn't necessarily that and that it was just kind of looked that way to right, us. Right. And, and they're going to do an Ascension versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable feud, which that sounds terrible. Yeah, and that sounds, sounds boring. Terrible. Like, I'm all for Chad Gable getting more TV time. Right. But that doesn't sound, like, good. Well, I imagine this sets up Connor versus Roode next week. Probably. 
Okay. Don't you think? Yeah. And so then, it really it, is probably just not it's yeah. a weak thing. It's not a push for Connor. No, it's, it's what they did with Titus and, and uh, uh, the arrival or whatever it was that they did the back and forth with Titus O'Neill and, yeah. and uh, Terry Crews. So yeah. that may be what we're saying. Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Sorry. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Crews. I'm sorry. That's, right. That's a mistake you always make. I do. I do. I apologize. <laughs> and they look nothing alike. So don't come at me for that. <laughs> All right. Undertaker came out uh, to address Triple H next. Did his promo. I, I liked his promo. I didn't think it was... Great, but I thought it was a good, decent promo. And look, yeah. the, the big man ain't going to give you a 15-minute promo. He gave you five minutes, talked about the delusional, he said the broken soul the Triple H is, said that Shawn Michaels is going to be in his corner, and then he announces, he kind of clumsily announced that Kane is going to be in his yeah. corner. I thought he would hold off on it and then drop it. He just kind of went, and then I'm going to have my brother Kane in the corner. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. Don't rush the announcement. But then people like when Jeff Hardy did the intro of the show yeah. on SmackDown last week. Peace yeah. out, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, you know, I, I don't. Know. It doesn't. It doesn't excite you for this match. No, because no. it's like, well, okay. But it was nice to see the dead man. No, doing no, no. I, skills. It's it's it's. It's not so much that I don't care about Kane right, and the brothers. Right. Oh, right. Fair enough. It's that I. It's so obvious. It's to ten me. years too late. Well, that one <laughs> and two is to me. It's like so obvious now at this point that Shawn Michaels is coming back at, at Crown Jewel. You think so? You don't think that's what this is all leading to? Wait a minute. No. Kane is in his corner, so then there's going to be a thing, and then it, this is all. That's why they did a match they said was the last one forever. That's why they're doing that to set up that they're going to do the tag match at it. They never did, and it's going to be the second, an end of an era again at, at Crown Jewel. Except this time it's a tag match: DX versus the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, and he's coming. Short hair Shawn Michaels. Who the goddamn hell wants to watch <laughs> short haired Shawn Michaels in DX wrestle the Undertaker and Kane? I just yeah. I, I, and okay, look, I've been talking about this in the wrestling sheet radio uh, text group. Yes, oh, and okay. we've all been discussing this. If it leads, if this happens and it somehow leads to an HBK singles match yeah. at WrestleMania or something like that against a younger talent, then then it's acceptable, you know. But yeah, it's just it's like that's what HBK is going to come out of retirement for. HBK has been like the guy who isn't the wrestler who comes out of retirement. Like there's so many wrestlers who just break that rule, and he had such a good exit. He had the best yes, retirement, agreed. the best retirement. It was like when Ric Flair came out of retirement, and you were like, dude, you had the perfect retirement. You really did. That's why they don't even talk about him after that. Yeah. Like like I know he wrestled <laughs> again TNA and all TNA. We don't, talk, we don't talk about it. Yeah. His retirement happened <laughs> yeah. because it was great, you know? Yeah. And, and I I loved Shawn Michaels' retirement. He's my favorite wrestler of all time, and I know that he's not yep. yours. Yep. But I know that you feel the same way, that his retirement, at least, was done well, and he stuck to it. And the fact that just because – and look, I know yeah. also at the same time, I know that he's got a family to feed. Yeah. He's, you know, he's clearly working at the performance center because – he needs not needs, but wants to keep making earning money for his family. Yeah, so that yeah, he yeah. has an easy life. You know, he's a, you know, there's only so much your earnings can can you know you can live off of your yeah. earnings for so long. Agreed. Um, so clearly, you know, it the the, the Saudi General Sports Authority is going to dump five million dollars at his at his at his lap. Yeah. All you got to do is do this tag team match for ten minutes. I get it. Yeah. But it's like, man, dude, it's just so uneventful, and it's like. I'm not excited. I don't the, the the prospect of that match just cannot excite me any yes, less. Yeah, I agree with that completely. So I, we'll see how it goes down. I, but that has to be where they're going, right? Yeah, I guess. Now that Damn, you look at it that way, right? It, yeah. Shit. Mm-hmm. Bring Hogan out and fight. Fight well, one more time. Okay. Since you brought Hogan up, and I was actually we ran out of time in the video that we did on YouTube. Oh yeah. Okay. But the greatest. Ro- oh, sorry. I keep saying greatest Royal Rumble, but Crown right. Jewel. The Crown Jewel. The Crown Jewel event. You don't think Hulk Hogan's coming back for that? It's, you know it, dude. Look at it this way. I remember the interview that I was listening to. The, I listened to Hulk Hogan's interview on Bill After's okay. show or whatever, and After Chat, I think it's called. And he talked about when they first got in touch again. Yeah, was seemingly without saying it, seemingly sounded like it was around the Greatest Royal Rumble time, and they approached him for that. And I remember there were rumors. That the General Sports Authority or the Bin Solomon or whatever yeah, his name yeah, yeah. is wanted Hulk Hogan, and they were like, "Well, we don't have Hulk Hogan right now." But then they have all this money, yeah. And what has happened since Greatest Royal Rumble? They slowly have brought Hulk Hogan back. Yeah. They had him come back and apologize. Now they've announced something called the World Cup, where they're gonna have like the the they're gonna crown the best of, of, of the best of, of, in the world or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Said. 
I'm worried that my Bobby Lashley thing happens there. Oh. We don't know what this World Cup is. Wow. I have two theories. Either what if it's the Bobby Lashley thing that I feared for Royal Rumble, and it's not going to get booed in Saudi Arabia, similar to how Royal Roman Reigns didn't get booed in Saudi Arabia. Right. Or, second, second theory, that this is my conspiracy theory here. All that stuff that we, all those videos that we did about Hulk Hogan announcing something epic for October twenty eighth. Remember that? Yeah. And then it ended up just being like uh, a reunion thing where they're yeah, going to be doing NWO, like a NWO in Orlando, in Orlando at yeah, a convention. Yeah. What if he hyped up that date because he's going to announce mm. at that show yeah. the history making the history making event wasn't this show. It's what he's going to announce at that show. Okay. That NWO is coming back for the crown jewel. NWO versus The Shield. Uh, what? No. That can't happen. That can't happen. Those guys are way too old. The Shield's going to destroy them, man. Can it not happen? Oh my God, you saw them hobbling down at WrestleMania against DX. That was ridiculous. But, I mean, they put out that thing recently <sighs> saying that The Shield was the greatest faction That's of true. all time. It's true. It's true. There's been questions about whether, like, Shield versus uh, NWO. I've seen WWE putting it out there. Damn it. That's, cons- that's the conspiracy theorist in me. <laughs> There's no inside info there. But... It seems plausible. Okay, fuck. Damn it, you just ruined my whole day. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are the thoughts that go through my Sometimes head. Sometimes I don't like reading wrestling sheet, damn it. <laughs> Me neither, man. Me neither, you know? Uh, Dana Brooke came out here uh, with another match, uh, another singles match against the uh, Boss and Hug connection. Uh, took on Bailey and... Uh, just lost, but Dana, man, I, I, I want. As I was watching this match, I was thinking about you, Ryan, because I was like, "What is missing here?" Dana has great skills, but her timing in the ring is always off. No matter how yeah. many matches, she's always waiting that extra beat. She's always waiting that extra time to do this or that, and it throws off the match in the long run. So, I mean, she is in essence a jobber to put other people over, and they're trying to do some kind of mini storyline with her breaking away ties worldwide, which isn't working. Yeah, it isn't working. But I like Dana as a personality, and she seems to be a cool person. Well, from I think outside the ring. So, well, I think that's why I was kind of bummed when they took her away from both Titus. And Apollo yeah, Crews. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. thought like she was going to stay with one of them. Right. Because I, it seems like WWE is finally smarting up to that. And we're going to discuss this later. But yeah. the, WWE is smarting up to the fact that they can use some of this talent that isn't wrestling yeah. in a managerial role. Yeah. Um, you know, these these you know, these talented people that are good on the mic or just talented personalities, yeah. good characters. Um, I thought I thought Dana was being utilized in the position that she should be utilized in. I don't know if Dana should be wrestling competitive matches. Right, I right. think, you know, Dana should probably... You know, be a manager. You know, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think that she's, you know, ever going to get, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't think yeah. she's ever going to get to the level of some of the other women that, that, especially if you look at the crop of women that are that are behind her at NXT right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The, when is Dana ever going to get a chance? Yeah, it's true. It's true. You it, know, it, so why not use her in a role that, that she can be utilized successfully yeah. in? It's just that these two have fought in NXT before, I think, and so why couldn't we have gotten an NXT level match? I would have liked to have seen some. There were some moves from Dana that were nice, but also uh, like that whole knee in the ribs thing that Bailey was doing. I enjoyed that. In her ferocity, her running knee was great. Those kinds of things. But I, I think if you're going to put people who used to be in NXT in a match in, at Raw, make them fight like an NXT match. Like Make it cool. Make it great. Make it tight and make it full of s- spots so fans get excited. Like They have to fight, but you can make it – you can script a better match. And yeah, that's well, what I'll, frustrates me when well, I watch Dana's stuff. Well, face versus face, though, is also always hard. Yeah. Face versus face that's is a always point. a tough – and like also at the same time, you have Bailey coming out with all these Connors Cure kids right, and stuff. And so right. it's like – Really, you're gonna like choose to like cheer against yeah. Dana when technically Dana is like not really a heel. Yeah. She's you know I don't like a fun using personality. The, so the Connor's cure stuff. I don't is, like it either. It's a prop that's driving me nuts, man. Especially on the same show when you announce this crown jewel thing, when Cor- it's like, look yeah. how great we are. Sometimes, right? You know, <laughs> Corbin's a heel wearing a Crowner's Cure thing, a pin on his. I'm like, what is it? What yeah. is this? So to me, it's just frustrating. I like that they're involved and they're trying to of do. Of course, but to sh- but, to, but 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 I think that there needs to be a, a separation between television and yeah. and the internet. You yeah. know, you can push those things on social, all that kind of stuff. But right. Uh, right. But at the same time, I'm not trying to be a I'm not trying to be an asshole because I know right. those kids. It was That's a great fair. moment for those kids. Absolutely, absolutely, it was nice to what they did. Uh, but yeah, Dana. I mean, a Bailey wins this thing. They hug in the ring. You know, Sasha Banks now on Twitter and social media. Oh, that's my best friend. I, I want to know uh, this stuff with Graves and Sasha, which has been going on for years now. No matter what side of the fence Sasha's on, face or heel, Graves never cheers for her. Always thinks she's hogging the spotlight. We say, people say this about the Bellas and all they're all criminals. But Graves can say this about Sasha, and it's okay. What is this? 
crap that goes on here. Like, what, why do they have? Do they work stuff out? They to must. say this. Oh yeah, she, right. Sasha would probably kill him at this point. <laughs> I would imagine. No, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that okay. they're all he's in on it always together. on her ass. Oh no, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know, it's funny. I hear like I listened to Renee on a podcast this week, and she yeah. talked about how she, you know, they're not given a, a ton of direction. I'm like, that, they, they're given direction on what they're supposed to say about people. Please. Like, come on, you know. We've so, seen behind the curtain where yeah. Vince is saying stuff to Jerry Lawler and yeah. to Jr. Yeah. So he's not going to tell Renee shit. Come on. Yeah. And, I was. I, I was. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I yeah. Was like, come you on. think Renee wasn't getting direction when she was like, yeah, she doesn't. You know, Dana doesn't need Titus. Like she can be on her own. She's a strong woman without – and I was like, yeah, that's direction. You're trying to promote that storyline. Totally. She, she doesn't need a man. And I get it. It's, good, it's a good storyline to promote. Yeah. But it's all direction. So uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. We can move past Drake Maverick and Authors of Pain squash another tag team. Pointless. Yeah, totally pointless. Uh, then we had- Even the backstage segment where he was like, put the guy down. It was like – yeah. it, it's funny. You know, they're, they're – and I, we're still not there yet obviously. Yeah. But – but there's one example of manager that's working and one of manage one example of manager that's not. You yeah, know? right. You know, which and, we'll get to. In yeah, a second. yeah, and Drake is the one that's not, and I, it's yeah. not on Drake. It's the weird pairing that yeah. doesn't quite make sense, yeah. and the Leo stuff that just make, Leo and Bobby Lashley stuff, which as we saw last night. Makes perfect sense and yeah. is amazing. So, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a, a backstage promo here with Ziggler being stopped to talk about the fact that Baron Corbin uh, convinced uh, Ziggler earlier in another backstage promo to, after McIntyre had beaten Ambrose to uh, exercise his rematch clause for the Intercon- Intercontinental Championship and then saying that if Rollins can't fight – then he has to forfeit the title to Ziggler uh, in that way. So they set up the fight. Ziggler, of course, I mean, Rollins is, of course, like, they don't call it, that's a, he forgets that they call it Monday Night Rollins. What is the name of this show? Because I've heard Monday Night Jericho, KO is Raw. I mean, like, I've just heard all – I thought it's called Monday Night Raw. It is. If people keep changing the name, I'm going to be upset. Like, Confusion it's, in the marketplace. It's not okay. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah. And, there, yeah, there's, there was also a Monday Night Revival for Monday a minute. Revival. Cut uh, it out. Yeah, we – but you know what's weird? I, we say that, but I see a lot of people that seem to like the yeah. Monday Night Rollins yeah. thing. Like, when they first made that Monday Night Rollins shirt, I just assumed it was a shirt they made. Right. I didn't think it was going to be something that, like, he was going to keep doing, yeah. you know? And he has – he's stuck with it. Like, yeah. he is contending. Aaron has, Aaron has that shirt. He loves that Monday Night Rollins shirt of his. <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, no, I, the Monday Night Rollins thing hasn't hasn't stuck with me at all. <laughs> I don't get it. It's, it's not called Monday Night Rollins. Uh, anyway, so the fight happens. It's actually a decent match, but it was kind of rushed, I think, a little bit. Just, it just, also, the, you've seen them wrestle so many times Yeah, now. you really have. Even with the injuries, it didn't add an extra element necessarily no. to the match. Zig, uh, Ziggler uh, almost got the victory, but then uh, on the quick, quick move by Rollins, does the uh, does a smash uh, that he does to, to stomp. Uh, stomp, rather, to Ziggler's face and then takes the victory. So, uh, you know, just giving him work, I guess, keeping him sharp, that yeah. kind of thing, and it, it, it worked out in that way. And I would say that the two... Uh, um, the two Ziggler, McIntyre, uh, uh, Rollins, Ambrose matches were the best matches of the night, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it made sense that, you know, you have Drew win one and Seth. Yeah. So the, the, both teams had one person win if you're yes. going to continue on yeah, with it. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's um, a good point. To yeah. keep it balanced. So, to yeah. keep it balanced. Uh, it lead into showdown, the super showdown or whatever. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. I'm kind of hoping the stipulation they add to the six-man tag oh, yeah, at yeah. Super Showdown, mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping since... The titles are on different sides, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. The one has the tag, one's got the Intercontinental and the the world title. I'm hoping they do a thing where all titles are on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where every single so whatever team wins gets to keep all the titles. So oh. so so if Braun's team wins, Braun takes the world title. Right. Dolph takes the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Uh, and they still keep the tag titles or something like that. Um, and vice versa, the Shield will get the tag titles if they win. I think that'd yeah. be a good. You know, I think it's that'd be a good thing to put in play. Yeah, I feel like, I like that'd be a good simulation. Although it, you'd have to take tiles off of one of them pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah, it might probably. get a little too much if the shield has every title. But I feel like it'd be a fun moment. I don't disagree. Uh, then we get to this uh, absolutely horrible backstage segment with Ronda Rousey and the Bellas and uh, okay. Natty. Yeah, I, I that know. I was de- don't, you're not going to find me defi- defending anyone in this segment here at all. And I know that you're all like waiting for me to do it. I know all of you are waiting for me to defend the Bells and Ronda Rousey here. I knew you were too. This is, be- this is be- below community college acting. Like This was so bad. And I Nick, wouldn't say this Nikki was the acting. It was more the writing. The writing sure. of this was fucked. Like, yeah, but Nikki was interjecting the whole. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. No, get it. Yeah, hugs, hug, hug. And I'm just like, this is why you get shit because you overdo it. Just chill. Bree chills. 
you can chill. Just chill. Well, my thing and was Maddie's more, thing was ridiculous. My too. thing was more the writing because of what like yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. Like, dude, when she was like, so I just like walk out. What do there? I do? I what do I do? I'm do supposedly it? a fan of wrestling and always wanted to be a champion, but how does an open challenge work? I've never watched one. That was a bother. That was the thing that bothered me. Yeah. It was like, wait, and I know that Ronda Rousey knows writing. that. That's the writing. You're that right. was the writing. Yeah. Where it was like, well how, well, how does one of these old open challengey things work? You know, it's like, You've watched Raw all the time. Yeah. You know, you yeah. watched it for years. You're you, supposed to be a student of the game. You know how an open challenge works. It's very simple. Yeah. You walk out there and you, ch- you lay the ch- lay the gauntlet down. Yeah. You've seen a million of these. Like it's nothing new. And so, yeah, the writing of that bothered me because it made her look so dumb. Yeah, like, it made Ronda look dumb. I agreed. And then it was like <laughs> Nikki chiming in of like. Well, girlfriend, like Ugh. this is what you do, and then Natty like break, you know, stopping yeah. her, and be like, "What? This is what you're doing? Well, here, as mom, the veteran, here's yeah. this, that, that, and the other. Yeah. What you need to do for Ocean. And it was just like, yeah. you would never in a million you freaking the years guys do that. You would never have the script the guys no. to be all like, like, oh, done the little twist in my exactly. hair. Exactly. What is an open challenge? You right. know, like that bothered me. That's, That's what the frustration lies. It's an insult to the women who are involved. That's in how this. I felt when yeah, I watched. That's exactly. why I said the writing. The, yes, the acting wasn't the best, but most. The, That's fair. There's a lot of bad acting yeah. when you watch those backstage there segments. Is, you know, um, regardless of gender. But the writing here was just like. Why'd you write them to all look stupid? Yeah. You know, like Agreed you literally these are like and, and the four of them are supposed to be like the pillars of yeah. WWE women's divisions right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the the Bella twins are like the legends as they say, which I'm cool with, you know, you're not, but and Natty, who I think we'll all agree is. Yes. And and then Rhonda, who's like the new you know, torchbearer. Right, she's taking right. the torch from them and she's there they're they're guiding her forward with it. Yeah. And you made them all look like idiots. You yeah. would never in a million years have Roman Reigns walk backstage and be like, hey, both. How do I go do an open challenge? You know, like you would never see that. You never see Lesnar do that who never. came from MMA and was like, hey, how does an open challenge work? You wouldn't let you wouldn't denigrate him like that. So, never. Yeah, thoroughly agree with that. Thoroughly. It's had nothing to do with gender, it was just no, stupid to make him look that way. Like, I was like, why wow, you just made them all look so yeah. dumb and they all get enough shit as it is. Yeah, you're you right. know? So it's like like you were yeah. you were talking about the, the bad acting, like they're all gonna get shit of that anyways. Yeah. You did them no favors by being like, Oh, we're dumb. Yeah. Running work? a terrible script. You're right yeah. about that. Absolutely right about that. Well, it leads to her walking out, doing the open challenge, looking in the camera, saying all this kind of stuff, giving Alexa Bliss some props, even though he probably can, she probably concussed her. Allegedly! Allegedly, don't come at me for that. You can see that story on Pro Wrestling Sheet. Um, but then the, the Riot Squad comes out, dragging Natty. I was like, oh, this is great. Then the, this is like pseudo-NWO. This is a female NWO. Love it. Then they came to the ring. And initially, Ronda threw them all out and did what they're also scared to fight her. Even Sarah Logan was like, ah! like you could see Sarah going in for them. It's like, ah, please don't hurt me. Like, you could just see that. These ladies know this woman can literally kill them both, yeah. all three of them. And so then they eventually gang her up. And then, of course, that's an excuse for the Bellas come running out. Who, of course, what happened to Natty? Nobody checked on Natty. She was just laying there at the top of the ramp, I guess. <laughs> Nobody fucking fixed her. They just stepped all over her, stepped over her, and kept running down. They said, we need her shot in the spotlight. And they ran down, had the fight. Had the fight, took care of business. Obviously, this sets up what's going down in the show now. But, but I thought it was also kind of lame because it would have been nice to see the Riot Squad get the best of Ronda. And then maybe Ronda be like, well, what happened? How come nobody came out to help? Blah, blah, blah. Then that's something you can play with, kind of more of a subtle storyline, complex storyline you can play with there. But either way, it happened the way it happened. They're setting up what's going to happen at the Evolution, I guess, or the show, or the showdown, whatever it's going to be, where we, the Riot Squad we, takes on. We don't on. know who... Is Ronda's match at Evolution announced yet? No, no, I don't think so. So maybe this is a... Do you think the three-on-three is going to be a showdown thing? Because it's showdown... Oh, wait, no, because it's... Is that who? Oh, that, that's I feel who, like that's it's who they already the are fighting a, sh- a yeah. showdown. I yeah. think. Okay. I think yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah. right. You're right. Okay, that yeah. makes sense now. It seems like there's so many freaking shows. It's I hard know, to catch really track which feud is yeah. for which show and stuff. It's which ridiculous. One's the right jewel now. of the crowns. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, yeah no. I, uh, it's funny when when it, when that segment started. I I was watching everything and I was thinking like, oh, Rogue is going to be pumped that the Riot Squad is yeah. like a big moment here. And then when the other beat, I was like, oh, right, Rogue is going to be pissed. I got to shit kick out of him afterwards. Like, because I remember how mad you were a few weeks ago, or I think it was last week, week before, when yeah. you were like, when you said Ruby should have gone over. So I was like, oh, man, Rogue is going to not like this. Don't one. turn the Riot Squad into sanity. That's what they're doing. And that's frustrating as hell to me. Don't uh, make a you know, job. I, I did like, okay, I will say this much. I did like the way they were used in this segment. Okay. I like that they seemed like badasses. Yeah. Um, they do seem like a tight unit, which I like. Yeah, I like too. I like all of that. Um, and like I said before, I you know 
it's not quite believable that those people are going to beat up Ronda Rousey. So it's to true. me, it makes sense to see Liv Morgan become the Alicia Fox of the group and get yeah. tossed over or whatever. You know, so so I I, I wasn't super against yeah. it. Um, the Bella Twins thing was funny to me because it's like, yeah, because mainly, and I know that they've since gone in a completely different direction, yeah. but. When Ronda first signed and they were going to go the other direction yeah. with it and they had the Bella Twins tweeting, talking shit about Ronda. And now you're like, wait, there's kind of this weird disconnect where I s- – there were all those tweets when you were yeah. like kind of mad about Ronda they're getting the happy. spotlight for the Royal Rumble, the yeah. first women's Royal Rumble. Now you guys are all boy, you know, girls, <laughs> like all yeah. tight like this. So, um, yeah, that. That, that part was like they're coming to save the day was a little mm-hmm. funny to me. But uh, – you know, I'm a Bell Twins fan and Ronda Rousey fan, so I like them all being paired <laughs> up together. Fair enough. Uh, all right, let's move on. Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush uh, interrupted Elias while he was doing his thing. Then they, he hyped up Lashley really well, uh, but then uh, there was a you know, back and forth there. Then Owens came out and he got involved in all this kind of stuff. So, And then all this happened. Like, did you enjoy this whole segment? The Elias did segment? You, yeah, the Elias segment. Man, the fight. I, this is my favorite segment of the Elias show. Elias won by disqualification. Did you, oh, you like this whole segment? This yeah. was my favorite segment yeah, of the yeah. show. Um, they're, just, they're a great pair. And Leo Rush has been so entertained on social media. So entertained. And he has come so far from mm-hmm. when he first got signed. And he had that incident when Emma got released. Oh, yeah. And everyone was like, well, he's fucked. Everyone's like, oh, you're never going to see him in WWE. He's fucked. And he's a small dude. Yeah. He's, tiny, he's a very tiny dude. Um, he, But, man, he makes up for it with literally everything else. Yeah. And, you know, he... What I like about Leo, one of the things I like most about Leo Rush is that he took a bad situation yeah. like that Emma thing, and he really learned from it. Yeah, he made you it know, work. He stopped using social media, and I should take lesson from this. <laughs> you know, he stopped using social media to react to everything, yeah. to uh, feel like he had to have a take on everything, yeah. and instead started using his social media as a tool to promote his character. Yeah, um, and it's something I need to get better with as well. I'm not a character, <laughs> but I need to get better using social media to promote myself as opposed to having a take on everything. But yeah. um, he really did turn things around by using social media as a tool to get his character over. And he, you know, he mm-hmm. has only been on 205 Live for a short amount of time yeah. and shined so much, so, so brightly that. Yeah. He's now got a spot on Raw. I mean, yeah. the GM is one of the is one of the only other people who that's happened to. And yeah. GM was like he was hired there strictly to be a personality yeah. in this role. And so, um, I think it was so smart to pair them up to pair up Leo Rush yeah. and Bobby Lashley. And this segment was proof of that. I mean, honestly, this was great classic wrestling stuff. I mean, yeah. him coming out and doing his whole spiel, and then Elias being like, "Who let someone's kid here?" And, yeah. And a lot of times we see in promos. <laughs> When someone says something like that, yeah. uh, the other person gets shook from it, you know, and they they let it, they they let it get to them, and then like it, it, it hinders the stu- Cena, yeah. for example. Cena used to always do that. Like when, I think it was him who called point out Neville's pointy ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can never forget about Neville's pointy ears after that or whatever. And it was right. always like the elf stuff or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it was Cena who did that. Um, but he literally like he took it and mm-hmm. switched it around. Owned it. I was I was so impressed with him out there. And then not only that, but he you know he got Bobby over well. Yeah. He made the segment entertaining. And then when they had him on commentary, we heard him start calling himself a manager, the manager yeah. of the hour. We rarely hear the term manager anymore. Paul Heyman has been for years trying advocate. to get rid of the word manager yeah, yeah, yeah. and say advocate. Um, we even hear I think like with Selena Vega, it's been like business associate. Yeah, yeah. You always hear like business associate or uh, partners. You. I can't even – honestly, unless I'm tripping and I could be wrong and everyone's going to point me out of the Poop yeah. King scenario all over again. <laughs> uh, but I can't remember the last time we heard like someone say, I'm so-and-so's manager. Right. Like, we never – we rarely ever, ever hear that. Yeah. And I loved it. It was like, yeah, you are his manager. I missed managers being in WWE. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, go get it, dude. And you know, him talking shit on Owens on commentary. This is another thing where I thought this is good writing. Yeah. A lot of times we see this. Or we, we hear someone talking shit, and the next week, it's like the wrestler who was getting shit talked on him wasn't watching the show. Yeah, and they don't know, and they act like they never even saw it. Right. It's like 
I'm here at Collider. When when I come in here and I'm on Collider Live, I then go watch the rest of Collider Live to see if they're, they're going to say something about me. You know, <laughs> if I was on Raw, I'd be watching yeah. to see if other people are making fun of me. Of course, you know, especially when I'm in a feud with someone. So I like that. Leo was talking shit on Owens. Owens heard it. Yeah. Came out. Yeah. Confronted him. And then Leo got to use his athletic side yeah. since, he, you know, not, you know, he, he's a manager. He's also a wrestler. Yeah. And got to show his athletic side by jumping over Owens, running down the rope, going all over like a video game, going up and down around all the wrestlers. And yeah. then like Bobby Lashley pulling him in the ring and then Bobby Lashley using him yeah. as a human uh, dart or whatever. <laughs> all of it. This has been the best use of Bobby Lashley since they brought him back. Thoroughly agree. There's, there, it's crazy to the 180 that this has already made me do on Bobby Lashley, and I was already kind of getting. Yeah. I was kind of yeah. like, you know, he was working, he was working he was a little bit here and there. But man, this turned it up all yep. the way, and I'm like, I love this. I'm all in on this. This is this is great television, and even <laughs> I liked how Leo is so small. Yeah, and not not Leo. It's great. I'm a huge fan of Leo's wrestling too. I like that he's so small and Bobby Lashley is so strong that when he went to pick him up, pick him up again after the fact and he tried to put him on his shoulder, he literally almost <laughs> launched Leo in the air and then had to catch his yeah, legs. Yeah. And Leo got like in that like reverse Hurricane Rana position where he like lit and then had to like do a sit up to get back up to be like on his shoulders. That was so funny. Yeah. Clearly an accident, but yeah. it just added to the whole uh, dynamic of their characters. I am. Yeah. All about it. I this love it. Great, great. This is great stuff. No more Bobby Lashley talking. Let Leo Rush do yeah. all the talking. Rush should do everything. Let 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 him be off like off base or off point or off beat with some things, and it's funny and it works. And Rush will make it work. That's the way it should go. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss came out, challenged Ember Moon to find a tag team partner and take on Mickey James, Alicia Fox. She finds Nia Jax. Hey, remember me? She comes back. They have a nice uh, battle here, back and forth. Uh, uh, Jackson Moon end up winning and defeating James and Fox by a pinfall with an eclipse. Uh, so. And then, so oh, the Simone drop. We got Simone drop from Nia to end the whole thing. So to me, that's uh, this is uh, this was a, you know giving these four wrestlers some work. Basically, there was not much to glean from this. I fast forward a little bit. Than to Nia this one. is back. I fast forward a little yeah, bit. Fair, to this I, don't, one. I, don't, I, don't I realized I was like, <laughs> what we're getting from this match is that Nia is back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. and it seems it. like a tag team. They're setting up a tag team division. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna happen. Do you care about Nia Jax coming back? Is it like was it that big of a deal? No. It wasn't really it, for me either. It was like. I knew and this they were, she doesn't have the belt anymore. Yeah, and I knew they were hoping it to be a bigger deal than it was, I yeah. think. And I was just kind of like... And I like Nia Jax as a person. I like Nia Jax, what she did, the storyline. If Nia Jax was a little bit better in the ring, I think her and Ronda would be a fantastic rivalry. Yeah. It, would, it really would be because if there's, if there's one person who looks like they can handle Ronda strength-wise and p- give Ronda trouble, it is Nia Jax. Believably, I mean. You know, yeah. I, I, I know that being a wrestler on the roster, you... You yeah. have to be there X amount of days. You know you're you're supposed to be part of the roster. Yeah, yeah. you know you're a full time athlete. But I think that we have learned with someone like a Big Show. Yeah, that they should have taken a different approach. With yeah. Him. yeah, you know I think that Big Show should not have been a permanent roster addition. Ooh. He should have been treated like a Big Show. Sorry, like an Andre the Giant that right. was an attraction that they brought out every six months as like, oh shit, Big Show's back and right. he wins or whatever. You know. And I get why they didn't do that. Yeah, Obviously, you yeah. want to return on your investment, whatever. Makes but, sense, yeah. But I, you know, I think that we've seen with someone like a Brock Lesnar, where he is valuable to just bring in every six months or whatever, right. or three months or whatever for a big event as you know a, a, a big challenge. Yeah. You know, like someone that is like top of the mountain type stuff. You yeah. know, um, I feel like that needs to be Nia Jax. I don't. I think. Having her on weekly, and obviously she, this is just her coming back, but it does kind of – having her just in a boring, random, throwaway tag match mm-hmm. dilutes her her intensity, dilutes her character a little bit. and makes yeah. you care a little bit less. Like It's a little less special every time she just has like a throwaway match. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll see where it goes from here, but it seems to be set up a, a tag team, yeah. tag team match. So uh, And then we end the night with Constable Corbin versus Reigns. All this stuff going on. It was – a boring ass match. Yeah. Uh, and I fast forwarded through a lot of it because I was at, at a protest. Yeah. I was like, I, thought, I don't really care about this. And I just got to the end, which 
Yeah. Infuriated. Yeah, because throws the chair, gets disqualified. Then he says it's a no DQ match. Uh, he brings out Strowman, and then Ziggler and McIntyre joined in. But then Rollins and Ambrose came down. It was all a bunch of stuff. Then Reigns beat Corbin anyway by pinfall to retain the title as if that wasn't going to happen. So this was su- supremely boring and a, a very flaccid way to end Raw, and I was disappointed by it completely. I don't know what you think. I felt the same way about it, to yeah. be honest with you. I, I, you know, I expressed my disdain for it at the top of this episode, but yeah. I just – I really don't like this being a thing. Now it's like the second time it's happened yeah. where he's kind of been abusing this, and I'm not feeling it. I mean, and I, I, I'm assuming it's going to lead to Kurt Angle coming back and, and being like, Hopefully. you can't do this. Or Hogan. Oh, is Kurt Angle's return, is Kurt Angle's singles match, the one that we haven't got, going to be a crown jewel too, you think? Oh, God. What is this? Old Timers Day? Wait, no, I can't want to Well, but this guy, apparently that's the whole vibe of this guy that he wanted like Oh really? He wanted like Yokozuna on the show who's dead. That was like the I recall reading afterwards and I forget Wait, exactly. What? Yeah, like he the didn't even, put on the cruel. He crown didn't jewel? even know who Yokozuna that Yokozuna was dead. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah the the Mohammed bin the guy Salman. Who's putting it on? The guy who's like behind all this. He yeah. wants to decide who's on his show? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're paying forty million dollars, Roka. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like he has had that. That's why. That's why I was saying with the Hulk thing. He, he and at the last one, I forget who it was, but there was a similar things where he was pushing for certain stuff like that. So that's why now I think we're getting Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. I think they did the first one to show like, hey, look at this real money we have. And now they're like taking dump trucks of money to Shawn Michaels, which makes you think if they're gonna do ten years of this, we're gonna get Austin versus Brock again. Oh no, no, no. I don't know this, obviously, but where do they go with that? If, they're, if that's what their vibe the is. The Rock doesn't need that money. The Rock is fine. The Rock does not need that money. I mean, Austin might need that money. There's only so many broken skull wrenches and stuff <laughs> programs you can do. And I respect Steve very much, but I, I don't think of The Rock needs that money. I'm just saying, oh, dude. Good God almighty. When they're dropping that so dumb truck of money. This is DX versus NWO. There'll be a DX versus NWO match. What a f- <laughs> so the so so the basically the WWE is a call girl is a process is a high end call girl you're paying for this much you're gonna get this that kind of action this imagine ridiculous. that kind of money where you could just pay WWE to then you could like pick them book the matches yourself yeah that'd be so cool well I wish I had that kind of money where I could just pay hand Vince twenty million dollars and then book the show myself DiBiase said everyone has a price I guess it's true. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, that's our uh, uh, Collider Body Slam Raw recap. I uh, really appreciate you guys listening. Don't hate me too much for my thoughts on these things. I just, you know, I didn't feel like being filtered today. I yeah, me neither. I, 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 thoughts I, about same stuff. way. Yeah, yeah, we were good to go for that. Ryan, do you want to tell them everything they need to do here? Uh, yeah, so if you're listening to the audio of this, go to YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can watch the video. You can watch all the other videos that we've been referencing. So where all our recaps go, lists, news hits, all that kind of fun stuff. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Go there. Subscribe. Helps us out. Also, if you're watching this on video, go check out our YouTube feed, which has other stuff. Uh, it's Wrestling Sheet Radio feed on iTunes, Podcast One. And there's other shows like Best of the Rest where they talk about indie wrestling. It's Aaron Rod, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Turner, Rogers. and Rachel Sam Evans. Uh, it's a great show. Very entertaining show. Also Top 5 Love it. with Kevin and James where they talk about some of their, uh, their, their top five things in wrestling every week. So there's a bunch of fun content on there. And also always, you know, check out ProWrestlingSheet.com. It's at Wrestling Sheet on all social media. I'm at Ryan Satin. And where can they find all the Collider stuff? You can on. find me at the Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And find all this. We've got Collider Gaming Channel, Collider Game Channel, rather. And we got Collider Sports. All that stuff's happening. Collider Sports uh, is a separate YouTube channel. Go and subscribe to them. Subscribe to them on uh, Twitter as well, Collider underscore sports. And follow their iTunes podcast feed. We do all – we just had a new episode of Collider Sports time. We talked about week two in the NFL, week three college football, the uh, Triple G Golovkin match. I had a special uh, sit-down with the complex sports editor, uh, Adam, uh, Adam, who sat down with me and talked about uh, – Adam Caparell, rather, who sat down and talked with me about the Triple G Golovkin. We, we kind of analyzed this match and see where it leads to for both of these fighters that you find that as a separate episode there, a 20-minute conversation. Really fun stuff. So there's all kinds of content coming down through Collider Sports Time. There'll be interviews with, with former stars and uh, the league. We're lining up stuff like that. So go and subscribe to Collider Sports on the YouTube channel and the podcast feed. You get all that content there. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching another episode of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. We'll, be back. well, I won't be back tomorrow, but Ryan will be back in some form. I've got surgery tomorrow and hopefully I'll survive and I don't get a staph infection for God's sakes. And, uh, and, uh, but I'll definitely be back next week to talk some more wrestling with you guys. Thanks, everybody, for watching this week. Ryan, thanks so much. And uh, we will talk to you next time on Collider Body Slam Raw Recap.
say little chico pitbull mr 305 better said mr worldwide and i'm here to tell you about my new podcast from negative to positive brought to you by my friends over at state farm i believe that to have success you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you you know the biggest risk you take is not taking one it's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money especially when it comes to insurance state farm offers surprisingly great rates they have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage all this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.